So if time is such a precious commodity, why do some people still choose to volunteer amidst having so little time? So much time, ah. <laughs> welcome to today's podcast. Alright, so welcome to today's episode of the podcast. So if you have tuned in for the previous episode or a few episodes ago, you have seen Kada introduce himself. So we're not going to introduce him anymore today. Alrighty. But we're going to get Kada to share more about aspect of his life that we don't really know about yet, which is him volunteering, being very active youth volunteer. So can you share with us how you first started volunteering? Like those actual volunteers, not the one that the schools force you to go because of CIP, CCA points. Thank you for that. Because I want to just put a disclaimer first. If you force Anna to do a volunteering work, like from the school point of view, right, to clock in points and all that, it's very rarely people will have huge takeaways from it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this, is, this is not volunteering. Uh, for me, I think the first time I volunteered would be when I was at the end of my secondary one journey. Okay. Uh, the, my vice, the then vice president of student council, uh, he invited uh, anyone to join him to run a, I think like a, somewhat like a mini camp for a nearby mosque. Okay. For uh, the Muslim boys there. Yeah. Now, I am not Muslim, uh, yeah. but... I did find the the event itself very interesting because okay. it was like our second one. I was like just exploring around and seeing what there is. Yeah. And what we did was we went around uh different parts of Henderson Waves. Okay. Uh, in the south area of Singapore to run station games. So we were conducting an amazing race for the boys. Uh, and the girls over there. And this was like purely voluntary basis. Yeah, there was no prize, no CC point, no rewards or whatsoever. And this was during the school holidays itself. So okay. that was uh, my first time that I recall really volunteering for volunteering. Yeah. Mm, okay. So how has that evolved over the years? Oh, that became a lot more interesting uh i had much chances to go to work with youth more clearly okay uh specifically in facilitating certain uh knowledge be it leadership or mm. learning about community okay uh about just personal development itself yeah so those were things that was a lot more skills based rather than your typical uh manual labor kind of volunteering for example, mm. it could be going the most classic one we all okay that our generation might know is like beach day cleanup. Okay, I never had a beach day cleanup to be honest. <sighs> I don't even know if I did. He's not very far from me in terms of age, just saying. But yeah. Yeah, my school didn't have a beach day cleanup. Oh. Not that I remember. Maybe I maybe we did. I just went there and didn't do anything. Yeah, which goes back <laughs> to the point of how youth as a school, you forcing people to do uh, CIP doesn't really work lah. Yeah. But so, okay. Yeah. So that was more gearing towards skills based uh volunteering. Yeah. And that was something that I became more aware of. What are my strengths and weaknesses? Mm. Because I'm no longer working by myself. There's always a team of people who are working in the same uh, with the same vision and goal for the program. Okay. Yep. Okay, so because you I think you mentioned where the that you work a lot with youth, right? Yeah. So why do you choose to because honestly we can volunteer anywhere. Yeah. volunteer to work at to work together for organizations that work with the elderly or space or youth like what you're doing and I'm pretty sure I don't really know what are the various mm. um organizations that are there but the question is why do you choose to work with youth specifically 
Okay. Uh, that is a good question. Um, youths has always been a group that I have been interested to know or learn more about. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier on in a previous episode, I mentioned about how fr- when I studied psych, I was interested to know how people became who they are today. Yeah. For me, uh, I wanted to s- learn how youths came to pick up certain beliefs or values from there. Okay. And the best way to go about is really to interact with them. Yeah. And in secondary school, uh, we ourselves are youths and we learn, each, learn a lot from each other in terms of what is right, what is wrong, yeah. what should we do, what should we not do. And that group itself, as I grew older, it became even more interesting. And I wanted to see what exactly is it in a human psyche of how do we get to where we are today. So what intrigued you? What about like this aspect intrigued you? Because you said it got more interesting, right? Mm. Uh, it got more interesting when I work with youth at risk. Okay. Now, classically in Singapore, we may stereotype them as those that don't study well, those yeah. that okay. hang around after school, uh, doing whatever things apart from studying. Okay. And there is a certain reputation that comes along with that and all. Uh, this group of youths at risk, when I started working with them as a volunteer, I began to learn more about what it is that they value more about in life. And it is not our classic valuing of like grades. Okay. Not to say like grades aren't important, but yeah. it just simply wasn't what they want in their life at mm. that moment in time. They okay. have more important pressing things to deal with. So what are some examples of, or rather what are the priorities they had in their lives? And for quite a fair bit of them, they do come from uh, broken families mm, uh, yeah. where home is not a very conducive environment to be in. Yeah. It's not a very, very safe place for them. Yeah. So they f- tend to find friends outside and to free up that time with them. And the more they spend time with friends, uh, they became more aware of who they are or who they want to be and an identity that is formed. Okay. And these identities, right, it is a very parallel it, it just parallels with what most youths are going through in schools you imagine that while you're schooling going in the one direction itself then you have those uh that is not following the mainstream path of things yeah how do how did that path diverge from there where did it came from so mm. these were things that intrigued me a lot yeah and as i work with more youths at risk uh they taught me a lot more about life more than i ever could if it wasn't for volunteering with them yeah yeah so, because you have been volunteering, essentially, when do you start volunteering on a constant, on a consistent basis? I think it was ever since my internship back when I was in final year of poly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was interning at a youth development organization. Yeah. It was a very, very nurturing place. Mm. And I had, I was very fortunate to work with many people, be it the staff, uh, the volunteers themselves mm. and even the school teachers that we work with mm. it was a very everyone really wanted what would be the best for the youth uh, that we work with okay and that experience got me thinking how can I then contribute from what I have yeah yeah okay so basically it's the third year of poly and you've been doing it since through NS and even university yeah so, because I know uh, in uni, you're quite busy. <laughs> I think that's an understatement. <laughs> yes. 
So amidst all the amidst all the busyness that you are dealing with, mm. yeah, amidst all the because you're th- you're not just studying, you're doing things like external projects and whatnot. I cannot remember off the top of my head. But so why do you still commit to volunteering when because let's be honest, like it like the word the term itself volunteering, you can technically you can just leave anytime. You're not getting paid. That's true. Yeah, so what makes you stay f- and really to just commit that time even though you don't have much time in the first place? I would say that there were a lot of people that believed and invested in me when I was growing up. Mm, okay. And these people make me feel like I want to do the same for the people uh, in the younger generation. Wow, it sounds like it sounds so old. Uh, you are old. Hey, you're just as old as I. Uh, yeah, one year difference, but okay. Mm, but yeah, uh, so in secondary school, um, I had teachers who invested and believed in me. Mm. They saw my potential to do well academically. Okay. And they were willing to put aside more time after school just to get me uh, to go where I wanted to go. Okay. And classically, it does sound like what every teacher would do. Uh, yeah. So that is just one example. But it wasn't just teachers. After that, it became uh, seniors who also were very helpful. They were just conversing with me and discussing about what exactly I want for myself. And you don't have this kind of conversations with most people in these days, I mm. suppose. Uh, then came the group of colleagues that I've worked with mm. uh, in my internship. And also after I became a volunteer, different people uh, have spoken into my life. And I felt that if it wasn't for these groups of people uh, having that conversation and just speaking into my life, I may not necessarily be who I am today. Yeah. And I'm pretty satisfied with where I am right now. Mm. And just a shout out to all these people. You are important. And well, I would imagine... These people as in the ones that, uh, that spoke into your life. Yeah. So you're going to list their names down. It'll be too, it'll be too long already. <laughs> uh, but that said, I feel like it's because of... It really, um, not because of, but with the power of just one person communicating yeah. and speaking into your life and just having that simple conversation, it really changes a lot of things in the minds itself. Mm. And I find that every time or every opportunity I have speaking to someone, there is an exchange of learning. Yeah. So while I am can be volunteering for a group of service users, mm. uh, while they could be receiving that support additional whatsoever, I myself am also learning from them and I find it being a very valuable exchange altogether. So, so you mm. feel that um, as a volunteer, you're not the one just giving help but you also get, you're not getting something monetary out but it's more of like you're learning from them also. Yeah, just as, um, as they are learning from me, it is a two-way process. Okay. And I value that process. It's a very collaborative kind of work. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so what are some of the like, more memorable experiences that you've had over the past, let me count, uh, six years of volunteering. Oh, shit. It's not so very old now. Like uh, I said, you are old. Mm, one of the most uh, epic ones, it was this realization. Uh, I was volunteering at a place that worked with male youth. Okay. Uh, 
honestly, they are really, really nice people. Yeah. Um, one thing I didn't understood was why uh, they were choosing to work instead of going to school. Okay. So, by my worldview and my understanding of what is a standard route in Singapore, you should be completing school. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, Complete PSLE, complete your secondary school, okay. go to wherever you need to, and then start working from there. Yeah. Um, but be, be, because of their life circumstances, certain opportunities for schooling was delayed or pushed back. Mm. And when I met them, uh, and they say they want to start working, I was just like, huh? Yeah. Why, why are you doing that? Why you don't want to go back to school and all that? And I was very confuzzled by it. Uh, Sorry, what is confuzzled? Um... Well, it's just being very confused or perplexed by what, what this is going on. Is it an actual word or is it a word that he came up with? I feel like it is an actual word, but I have been saying so often that I don't really know if it's an actual okay. word after it. So it's just a mixture of confused and puzzled. Yes, that's how I view the word. Itself. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, until I spoke with one of the staff who helped me understand about yeah. where they're coming from, that... Think about this. If yeah. you have stopped schooling for quite a number of years, let's say we are putting you in 17, 18 year old. Okay. Okay. You have, let's say, dropped out of secondary school at yeah. century. Yeah. And you did whatever uh, things outside of school mm. uh, that kept you going. Yeah. At 17 years old, you are now offered a chance to either go back to school or start working. Okay. Which one would you go for? Honestly, mm. because I dropped out of school at 15. Okay. I will continue working because I know that working gives me money but okay. studying does not. Instead, if I'm studying, I need to pay money. There is no value. There's no tangible value addedness. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Uh, to, and on top of that, while you are working, you gain this sense of independence Correct. and ability to fend for yourself in this mm. harsh reality. Yeah. And that was something that never before had I realized like what it wasn't a concept or idea that struck me before mm. so when I found out and interacted with them myself yeah. Yeah. It, it became something that was like I just froze for a moment to absorb all that mm. and that became something that I learned a lot more and to view things from a different perspective from their point of view on what yeah. they value in life Yeah, and I would have gotten that awareness from like textbook, lectures, yeah. seminars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with what I say because uh, I remember there was this one time when I was doing like, you know, those coaching stuff, right? Mm. And then there was this, it was a two-day workshop. So this, uh, I think it was a sec three, sec four class. Can't remember. But basically this guy, he came in, he came in late, very late on the first day because it was like a full day workshop kind of thing. So it was from morning to afternoon and he came in very late on the first day, like around 1pm. Mm. I was like wondering like, but usually I don't really care because I know, because I don't know what's happening. So I'll just take it as it is. Yeah, so then the next day came along. He also came in quite late. Okay. Yeah. And the second day was the end of the workshop. So basically the workshop was to really just guide them on what are the, to give them like life skills, la, to mm. give them life skills. Um, On the last day of the workshop, he came up to me and said, hey, uh, coach, can I just talk to you for a while? So I said, sure, yeah. So I was talking to him, he was sharing me about some of his like family's difficulties and basically what he told me was after taking his N-levels, 
uh, if I remember correctly, it was a N N T class, yeah. Okay. So you're saying after he takes his N levels, right? He just wants to go and work because he needs to support the family. Yeah, which is the truth, lah. Like I, I said, it's good that you want to go and work. Yeah, because, but I don't mean this. But the reality is, if you want to do well next time, if you want to increase your pay again next time, you still need to at least study a bit. Yeah, and basically, what was covered during one of the things that was covered during the two days was that basically IT has this quote unquote work study program. Okay. Yeah. So while you're working, oh sorry, while you're studying, they'll attach you to this company. Mm. So you spend like three days working and two days studying. Yeah. Yeah. And I told him about this last, so I told him like then I search, I show you, I say go and find something you wanna do here. I say that you're still getting paid. I think about one k plus. I might be wrong, but yeah. some income. Yeah. I told him like at least finish this, then go and work. Then your at least your pay will get higher a bit. Mm. Hey, it makes more sense lah. Yeah. So yeah, I think the harsh reality is that maybe some of us don't realize is that not all of us have the privilege of being able to say that, oh, I'm just going to finish my education. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something that um, we don't really see. Yeah, depending on the life, the kind of lifestyle we live and whatnot. Yeah, I think it's very easy to make judgmental comments, judgmental, yeah, judgmental comments and thoughts. Lah. But sometimes we don't see that. We fail to recognize that not everyone is born into the same circumstances. Sometimes they just don't have the choice. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what was one of the more like, uh, not say memor. I think one of the tougher experiences you've had while volunteering, because I believe that um, throughout the past throughout the six years of you volunteering, there definitely has been struggles that you faced with. Be it with uh maybe a specific youth or maybe just learning juggling between volunteering. And also your studies, your commitments. Mm, I feel one of them. Okay, so some of the programs that uh, I volunteered for, they are generally meant to be more reflective. Okay. Uh, and it is the kind where you are in the atmosphere to think back really about the times that has been very challenging for you. Yeah. Uh, and for you how do you cope with that and whether you have overcome it. Yeah. Not by the not saying that if you haven't overcome it it's bad and all that. But it's just being in that present moment to reflect. Mm. And I had my turn to also share mm. uh with the groups of youths that uh I was facilitating for. Yeah. I think at that point in time, uh still young and bright and all that <laughs> still am. Um, less bright la. mm, like the the spark the the joy of life is not as strong it, it, it goes down because the realities of life set in but but that said uh, yeah. with at that point in time uh, after hearing from after sharing my part and hearing from the rest of the other uh, youth that was sharing part of me just broke my heart to hear about the circumstances that they were born into yeah um and to know where they have came from and despite their lively personality mm. and like fun going self and all that, yeah. there was so much deep layers of hurt and trauma. And I just felt very overwhelmed after the whole experience because it, it felt like something that I wish I could have done more, but mm. it wasn't my capacity to do more than what I already did. Mm. and that 
those conversations uh, in that setting itself, uh, it always builds on to the, the value that I need to not be assuming of people, especially the youths that I work with and interacted with, that mm. I never know what kind of background they come from. Yeah. Uh, which at times will or can give you an idea of why they are doing certain things. Yeah. Particularly if, uh, particularly when it is about things that most of us may frown upon. Yeah. 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 But I think, I mean, from whatever we've talked about, like, mm. Uh, because you said like some, it, it breaks your heart when you hear about the circumstances that um, they're born into that mm. they come from, right? I think for you yourself also, you've had your, f- you have your own fair share of struggles also growing up. Yeah. Do you feel that that kind of played a part in why you are so dedicated into volunteering in the youth space? Yes. Quite a fair bit of that because uh, I mean, we didn't have a chance to talk about all this life challenges that I had not in my intention to bring up here yeah, yeah. Uh, those life experiences or challenges have helped me to be more understanding and sensitive to what uh, people are going through Okay. and to have that connection with someone who has gone through a lot yeah. it's not something that you can train Definitely. yourself for yeah. I, I mean over time you will get more familiar with it uh, but it's not something that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And and I believe that at the end of the day, all of us have gone through our own fair share of hardships and hell. Mm. And from those experiences, can we then build a very genuine, empathetic connection with one another? Mm. Yeah. So, do you feel like it is because, so ultimately it's because you feel that um, because of the people who have spoken into your lives, the people you have met that kind of helped you get to where you are that's that's what I'm saying right and because you feel that sense of gratefulness that's why you want to kind of give back to yeah. the community quote unquote yeah in a sense to give back I mean if someone if if it just takes one person to bring up a better version of you yeah then I feel like all of us can be doing the same for one another okay yeah mm. so I guess the other question is that um how do you pick the organization that you are volunteering for? How do you know which organizations? Uh, I mean, there are a lot of charitable organizations, mm. volunteering organizations. Uh, but how do you know what is the right one for you? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> really, as in, as, like, I believe that these organizations, uh, especially within the social service sector, when they're established, I genuinely believe they came from a place full of heart and hope mm. and wanting uh, the best for the clients that they work with and okay. the service users for them. So, however they market it, I believe that spirit is there. Yeah. So, I cannot be able to pinpoint based on <laughs> what I see or whether it fits what yeah. it is, what I want. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So, basically, just do your own research. Lah, in, mm. Or... I wouldn't even say necessary research. Sometimes you just got to dive in and see f- and experience it for yourself. Yeah. What is like working with that group of people yeah. and whether the way they approach things is what you're comfortable with mm. and whether you see yourself growing from there. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Did not know that. I think the other question is, um, how do you juggle your time? 
how do you because I think like for someone who's let's say thinking of volunteering uh-huh. someone who wants to volunteer I think time might be the biggest factor and as a volunteer I think it is not very nice uh, sorry um, let me rephrase I think as a volunteer if you're thinking of volunteering in whatever organisation mm. it's always good to think of it from a long run perspective meaning yes. to say that you are committed for at least one to two years minimum lah not say that you volunteer for six months and then you decide okay uh my life is too busy. I'm not going to do this anymore. Because I think, especially regardless of who you are working with, especially if you are working with um people, uh, if it's a one-on-one kind of mentorship kind of thing, it is, I believe, at, at least for me, yeah, I okay. believe it's always better if someone is there for at least one to two years of your life instead of having a different person every six months. Because mm. it takes time to build that relationship, lah, I feel. Yeah, but yeah, so how do you, okay, actually what are your takes on how long do you think a volunteer should commit to um, volunteering? Well, I wouldn't say there's a fixed point or time number or even duration. Okay. Uh, so I'm not very sure whether I will agree on one to two year mark itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but on the points on working with humans and people, yeah. Uh, I believe that if you are volunteering with people, uh, I mean, you could be volunteering with non-people. Like for example, we could be volunteering as a tech person working on developing certain things mm, so yes. the indirect volunteering yeah. itself but yeah. if you're doing direct volunteering work with yeah. people uh, I would say one-off volunteering work uh, may not be the most beneficial mm. for people yeah. for both parties actually yeah. uh, but then again uh, depending on what is the objectives of that volunteering program or project Okay. So I, I can't be able to pinpoint exactly just from a very blanket point of view. Uh, but I would say my general view is uh, regular consistent figure or presence into another human's life as a volunteer is much appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so on that note, how do you juggle your time? Ah. Do you make the assumption that I juggle my time? I mean like there must be certain okay, okay so I think not so much of juggling in the sense of oh yeah I have a perfect um control of whatever I do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's more of how like let's say in a week you know that basically just how you manage your responsibilities la. wow I know in relation to the volunteering topic for today uh, when I set aside time to volunteer amidst of all the chaos of assignments and other projects I have is always the st- oh. it's so sad clap okay I'll give you another one but yeah uh, amidst all that it will always be something I need to remind myself what am I doing yeah. this for Okay. even before the program starts mm. because you need to be in the right uh, appropriate state of mind. Yeah. Uh, it it cannot be bringing in your entire week's worth of like baggage of heavy thoughts and emotions and bring it on to where you are working directly with people. Yeah. It, it is not one. It's not professional. Two. It is not being fair to whoever you're working with. Mm. And three. It's not being fair to yourself because yeah. this is not a reason why you why I sign up for. Yeah. To not. I sign up for to give 100% of myself or more yeah. but if I allow myself to be buried by all the different kind of 
school tasks and all assignments and work into it, then it just dilutes the whole volunteering experience. Mm. So how do I cope with time? I think not necessarily the scheduling of time itself. Okay, but yes, do block off times that you know you cannot commit and yeah. giving that 100% itself. Because if you know you'll not be able to give the 100%, right, then... Basically, don't shortchange yourself and don't shortchange the people that you're volunteering for. Yeah, essentially. So, blocking off times that you know you cannot p- commit fully and also before it starts, remind yourself and get into that state of mind of why is it you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I had a question asked, but I kind of forgot the question. Oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> okay, okay. I remember my question now. I remember my question now. Oh, uh, yes. Okay, nice. Then. <laughs> yeah, I think, okay, the next question is, um, what are some of the things that you advise someone who wants to volunteer to consider before actually joining an organization to volunteer at? Like, what were some of the considerations you had before you actually started volunteering? Or were there even any considerations that you had in the first oh. place? Okay, that's a good question. Um, go with a group that you feel comfortable with at first. As in group, as in a group of friends or uh, an organization? Us. Sorry, let me specify. Um, volunteer for the group of people that you're serving. Okay. Uh, that you're comfortable with. Yeah. Um, and see how, and just experience it fully from there, and then think what is it that you want to do Mm. because I feel like if you go in with preset conditions or what you should be getting uh, especially if you jump into a group that you really don't feel comfortable with Mm. uh, for example I know of many uh, people who may not feel comfortable interacting with people with certain disabilities Mm. uh, and they don't know how to respond to that, especially mm. without appropriate training. Yeah. Uh, then it, it gets a bit difficult for you to maneuver in that space or even mm. consider wanting to continue. So yeah. start with a space where you feel comfortable okay. and then venture into different ones after that. Uh, for if you are looking at, if you are really afraid of like human connection, interaction and all that, then there's always indirect volunteering work. Uh, where you can put your skills to good use, be mm. it uh, video making, uh, mm. hosting, uh, tech app building itself, and etc. There's a lot of things that you can do for volunteering, not what we classically know, see or know from school's point of view or what volunteering is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically, start off with something that you're comfortable with. Mm. Oh. So was that your consideration when you chose to volunteer f- at the current organization or like the current space you're in? Um, you had this thought process lah. It, it always has to be something that I feel like mm. is comfortable but it's not to the extent where comfortable and I don't learn anything. Ah. Uh, so, that's why I say when you experience in the first time, yeah. uh, chances are it's not going to be a full perfect one. Mm. And for me, in my first few rounds interacting with youth, I feel like I'm able to hold a conversation but I don't necessarily know how do I best bring out the learning points to them okay. uh, in, in that manner. And that was a room for me to grow from. Okay. So that became a comfortable space, but also a space where I can grow from. Mm. Mm. Wow, okay. So I think the next question is like, let's say uh, as someone who wants to volunteer, mm-hmm. um, but I say, oh, but I'm an introvert. 
But I want to I'm an introvert But I want to help people Okay What would you say to This group of people Go for it <laughs> But I'm scared I don't meet people Then how Okay I guess what uh, <laughs> Introvert Okay as a sex student Introverted is very Loose and thrown around I like to put it out Sorry there. I'm not a sex student no, 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 I understand, understand. I'm gonna put it out there just because you may view yourself as introverted doesn't mean you cannot talk to people. You have the capacity to talk to people, okay? Uh, but that say I acknowledge and recognize that not everyone has that uh, full of energy to go around interacting with people. Yeah. And for some who are more reserved but still want to serve and all that, go for it. Um, th- to explore and see what is it, again, you are comfortable doing. Yeah. If it's Interacting people that you feel you're not ready for, then find a role where you can be of a supportive role in mm. assistance of the program. Okay. Uh, logistics is always one thing that runs at programs that could be of support. Yeah. Uh, technical support itself is also a form of support. Yeah. And, and volunteering your time also. So you not necessarily have to throw yourself into the deep end and like see how that goes out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next question I have is within the community that you're serving, within the space that you're serving in, okay. uh, volunteering in, yeah, have you, do you feel like the people you meet, uh, not not just mm. in terms of the community you're volunteering for, but the people you're volunteering together, Okay, has that kind of been a part of why you enjoy your volunteering journey as well? Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, we're all humans, uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we appreciate and we cherish the connections that we have around us. Yeah. Uh, especially if these are the fun-loving ones that make us smile and laugh and all that. And some that you just want to throw something at them because they're just so annoying. But in a funny, annoying kind of way. Okay. Like, it's like, dude, stop making so many lame dad jokes. But you're still friends. Love but I'm still friends. Okay, 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 but I'm okay, still okay, good okay, friends. Okay, okay. Uh, these are people that, re- that enhance the whole experience. Yeah. Uh, I... Okay, now that you mentioned about this, right? It, I, I've seen people where they volunteer for friends. Now, I, this is a bit of a controversial statement for some, but okay. it is to some extent okay to volunteer for because of your friends. Yeah. Uh, you may not necessarily know... Uh, while you may be focusing your time more on your friends and all that, yeah. you are to some degree impacting the people around that you're serving. Okay. But on the flip side, to what degree of whether what you're doing is helpful or counterproductive, right? Mm. That, that's debatable case by case. Yeah. But not going into there, uh, I, I have met friends to volunteer for friends, but I wouldn't say uh, these are necessarily the volunteers that will stay in the long run yeah. because it's not something that came from within. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So ultimately, if you want to volunteer... Um, Basically, the amount of effort you put in is in co- is in direct correlation to why you volunteer in the first place. Would you say that? Yeah. Okay. With many co-variables and all that. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think the other thing is like, um, what would be an advice you would give to someone who is starting out in volunteering? After having six years of experience and going through various struggles, I believe. Talk to someone about your experience. As in learning from someone who has been doing it for some time? No. 
after you have volunteered, just talk to someone about it. Okay, why? Because when you set set time to sit down, talk about it, you're reflecting the experience of what happened. And the more you're able to reflect and notice things that you haven't been able to notice before, Mm. that's where you become more aware and you start to learn and notice how then uh, things are like Mm. and how things can be improved. Okay. And and that self is not just for the program itself or the organization, but even for yourself. Mm. What was it something that uh kind of went disastrous, maybe perhaps in, in this one event? Uh what how did I react to it? How do I feel about it? And why did I feel these emotions? Where yeah. did it stem from? Mm. So having a conversation with someone about these experiences are what I would recommend to anyone uh even if you're a long-time volunteer. Yeah. Because th- with reflection, it becomes a deeper understanding of many things from there. Can you, give an, uh, can you give us an example of when you did that and what was the thing, what were the things that you realized upon your reflection? Um. So, in some of the organizations that I volunteered for, uh, mm. reflection is a guaranteed part of the process itself. Okay. Because, I mean, apart from the feedback gathering on what to do, uh, but, one of the takeaway when I did my reflection would be understanding what was it that I feel so terrible about. You know, some events is going great and on the surface, right, no one knows uh, how... Uh, like Everything in our surface looks alright and all that, yeah. but internally, you're just freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had so many of those countless moments from there and when I reflect and share that with other people, when I hear that they say that they don't notice that and Mm. they affirm me for what I'm already doing, it it makes me feel very appreciated and heartened. And that itself is something that helps keep going because the community is safe. I I don't feel threatened. That is a very empowering state itself. Mm. so reflecting and sharing about what your experience is uh, and being acknowledged by people uh, these are very important factors in being a long-term volunteer for anything mm. yeah so earlier you said like um, this is something like because you've been working the youth space for so long mm. right? volunteering the youth space for so long this is something that you want to do as your career as well right yes in the long run yes mm. so do you feel um I don't know, do you still see yourself volunteering while you're working next time? Because you're still working in the youth space. So do you think uh, volunteering is to be something that you would be doing? So why I say in the long run is because in the short term, uh, in the short run of things, uh, I know I've been working very closely with different groups of youth. I haven't had a chance to explore other groups. And mm, I'm taking yeah. like next year and a year after that to just try out uh, other group population groups that I'm more comfortable with. And to okay. see how that goes from there. Uh, so other group populations like? <laughs> elderly. Yes. As okay. much as my Chinese is not the most top-notch Good luck quality. to you. Uh. Hey. You might need to brush up. Or you can just learn dialects, lah, I guess. Yeah, starting new thing. I mean, I partially took Malay back in, uh, in uni yeah. to also like venture into interacting with people from other language, with other language-speaking ones. So you took Malay with the... 
with my, the mindset my, uh, that I could be applying this when I volunteer or interact with other people or working oh, with them. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So the, whatever you learn, do you feel that you are learning it because it, for the not for the sake, you're learning it in order to become a better volunteer, like to upgrade your skill set. I wouldn't say just volunteer, but yeah. just uh, me reaching what I imagine myself to be a better version of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So I think. Uh, what's the next question I have is like as you look back on the past six years how how do you feel? I feel very heartened mm. uh, and I feel very appreciative of what I have yeah and many different people have helped me to realise that I have a lot more than what I complain about like how mm. little I have mm. Uh and I'm very thankful to have that awareness, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Right. So, okay, it's been a. I think this has been a relatively serious podcast, lah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I guess um the takeaway from this is that if you are someone that is looking to volunteer, I think one of the things to remember is that you aren't there to just give yourself away, a quote yes. unquote, like You're not just there to to help others, but like Kada said. A lot more often than not, you find yourself actually learning something from them. Yeah, and it really humbles you, makes you more human. Yeah. Do you agree? Being more human is definitely. Yeah. Though help is subjective to some degree. Because sometimes yeah, people yeah, don't true, need help. True, sometimes true. I don't need help. Yeah. Uh, but we're just being supportive in it for one another. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. true, that's true. Yeah, I think I was say, you see, you're learning already. <laughs> yeah, okay, so uh Kada, any final words? I am very young. Yeah, whatever. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll catch you in the next podcast. Bye. Bye.